What's up? Hey, y'all. The title of today's podcast is Watch Your Mouth and Change Your Mind. We're going to talk about all those thoughts in our head, the good, the bad, the ugly, how to take control of them. And we're going to talk about how to use our God-given power through intentional speech. Dang, mic drop. (laughs) Let's get to it. What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of NTTN, Navigating the True North, and we're going to dive right into today's topic where we're going to be talking about how to guard our speech and keep our minds in check. Mm -hmm. I feel like my imagination sometimes takes me on like a spiraling path downward to my doom. Yeah. Do you can you visualize like a like a person going down all the stairs and down and down and, <laughs> and you around go and, and around. Where are you going? No one knows. <laughs> I know because sometimes our imaginations take us to a place where we're predicting the future. We're charting our own path. We already know how the story is gonna end. Yeah. Before you know it, we're speaking those things out loud. And then what do you think? They're coming to fruition. And most often they're negative things. Yeah. You know, you're telling yourself. Yeah. I guess the reason this happens is because we don't realize how powerful God created us to be. His word says that he literally gave us the power of life and death in our tongues, in our speech. Which is crazy when you think about it, but also very true when you think back to times that you've spoken negatively and the outcome of that. Yeah, if you just meditate on that, you know, not just think about it, but meditate, really think like, hey, like we have the power of life and death in our tongue as us human beings yeah. on earth, our little creatures that we are, we have that power. <laughs> yeah. It's no pun intended powerful. It is, it is. Ultimately, what comes out of our mouth basically feeds our mind. What we say goes into our mind, it feeds our mind, it drives our thoughts, and then those thoughts sometimes turn into actions. Um, A huge example of this is using the language of I can't. Mm. I can't always turns into I don't, and then it turns into I won't. Yeah. For me, an example of that was through weightlifting. (laughs) weightlifting yeah okay backtrack real quick one thing to know about me and Lindsay is that when we first met each other we did not have in common a like for the gym and a like for weightlifting yep she loved it I'm obsessed with weightlifting (laughs) like legit obsessed (laughs) and I was not interested at all no no I remember the first couple times that you asked me to join you in the gym and actually do weightlifting with you and my response is that I can't do that Mm -hmm. then it turned into I don't do that Mm -hmm. I remember going to the gym with you but then in my mind thinking okay you go your way I'll go my way because I do not lift weights yeah we're like bye (laughs) have fun yeah but when we when I actually tried to do it I remember when I accepted your invitation and actually tried for that first time it was tough But I got through it, and I liked it. And now, even to this day, I still like it. Yeah, do you like it more than cardio? A little bit, yeah, I do. (laughs) I don't like cardio, so I'm so happy you like weightlifting now. But, you know, to piggyback on what you're saying, what I saw on the reverse, so here you are, you know, changing your thought process and your speech and building up that confidence to weightlift. 
I saw that progression. I saw it all unfold without you sharing with me what your thoughts were. Uh, I saw the very first time you went with me, you accepted my invitation. You were so excited when every set was done, every rep, you're like, <laughs> when is this over? And I think you even posted on Facebook, like a picture, and you're like, going to the gym with Lindsay is like Survivor. Oh, it like, is. Oh, that's, that's a little... <laughs> It's a little exaggeration. Uh, but then over time, I saw you not complaining anymore or rolling your eyes. You were accepting. Was I them. rolling my eyes? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes you would. I would, Or your eyes got really big. Like, I cannot wait for you to stop sh- stop talking to me. Um, but over time, you never did that anymore. And you, I could see the confidence you had in doing it. And you just followed my lead. And now you love it. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I can think back into, I can think back to that moment. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with myself before going in for the first time really? to lift with you. Yeah, I remember it like yesterday now. And I remember t- saying to myself, girl, you can do this. Mm. You got this. If Lindsay's little Bob one self can weight lift, then you <laughs> definitely need to get your ish together and you can too. And so I didn't even think about it from that perspective. That's a positive way of how I used my speech to chart my path for that day. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'm kind of going through is that similar situation with my eating habits now. Yeah. Uh, you know me, I love sugar. <laughs> candy, girl. Candy. Just before we recorded, I was like, I need candy. Like, <laughs> legit, I have, what, sour warheads next to me. <laughs> but I know um, I can't progress the way I want to in the gym if I don't eat healthy. And I've convinced myself so much, you know, I can't do the meal prep thing. I hate cooking. My husband's probably so tired of me saying I hate cooking. Um, and I don't meal prep because it's just too hard. It just It just takes too much time. But I'm realizing if I don't change my attitude and the way I speak to myself about it, I'm yeah. never going to be able to do it. Right. And so I want to kind of reverse that and tell myself I can do this. It's going to take some time to gain confidence. It's going to take a little bit longer in the beginning, but I can do this. Yeah. I have the power to tell myself that and to do it. Yep. Agreed. And when you think about it, it's funny too because this concept of negative speech not only applies inwardly to us, right? Yeah. It can affect others. Our speech and how we talk to and about others has the power to either uplift them or bring them down. For sure, yeah. Yeah. A huge example of this is gossip, right? When we talk about other people and when we engage in gossip, because I know this like for a fact because I used to be a gossip girl. Oh, did you? I did. I lived <laughs> for the latest gossip about who, what, when, where, how. And when I participated in that gossip, it was like a charting course to how I viewed that person when I saw them. Mm. If I talked about someone earlier that morning or that week and then I ran into them in the grocery store or in church or somewhere, the first thing I thought about was the negative speech that had basically preceded them. I've already in my mind dismissed anything else about them because I'm focusing more so on the negative words that had been said about them. Yeah. Well, and so not only if you're speaking negatively about them and gossip, so you have a perception about them, but then you kind of can feel icky inside after about yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example of, I think women in general, I hate saying a blanket statement, but we like to talk. Yeah. We like to gossip. We yeah. like to know the latest and greatest things. And 
even so much when you're when you're younger. Yeah. When I was in elementary school. Elementary. School? Elementary school. <laughs> legit had like a group of girls. We would all congregate in the same place, same time during the school week, and we would watch people walk by and we would talk smack about them. Wow. That's awful. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm so sorry to all those people I did talk smack about. I, I've definitely grown since then. Uh, but, you know, anytime I do talk negatively about someone, whether it was in the past when I was younger or if I catch myself now, I walk away from me speaking those things feeling really crummy about myself inwardly yeah. because it wasn't necessary to say those things. We all have issues in our life. We all are not perfect. And right. why am I, you know, talking about their insecurity or their faults when I have my own? Yeah. And just talking about that made me feel icky. Yeah. I think that's a very good point. What I try to do now is if I'm going to open my mouth to say something about someone that I don't like or engage in any discussion that is not positive about that person, um, I'm going to in turn turn that around to make sure that I pray for them. Oh, wow. So it's like if I come to you and I'm like someone at church offended me, they were really rude, they're nasty towards me. I don't know why they're like that. And then that path starts a conversation between us. What we need to do is at the end of it, round that up and pray for that individual because yeah. we don't know what they're going through that made them behave that way. And we yeah. also need to pray for ourselves because we could show more grace. Yeah, the absolutely. reaction shouldn't always be to talk about everything that happens, but rather to put it towards God in prayer. Yeah, and what you're doing when you're praying is is you're lifting that person up and you're growing as an individual. Yeah. Through it. Agreed. In reverse, I think what we think, the thoughts that we have, can in turn also drive what we say. Mm. I think that that's the reason why the Bible tells us to cast down our imaginations. Because like I said at the beginning, our imaginations can take us to a place of doom sometimes. I think that the reason that our imaginations can take us these places sometimes is because of what we allow in. Mm -hmm. Whether it's through what we're watching, what we're listening to, yeah. what we're reading. When those thoughts get into our mind and not always positive thoughts, then that comes eventually out of our mouth sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a technique that I kind of um, picked up along the way in my counseling world and that was my profession is our negative thoughts, you, you can think of them as like little flies, yeah. like buzzing around <laughs> your head, right? They're gross, they're dirty, they're annoying, they're loud. And so how do you get rid of those flies? Yeah. Well, you take out your fly swatter, right? And you swat those dudes down. Yeah. You smack them down. I love so that. So really, you're, you're, you're thinking about visually, here are my awful thoughts, each fly. I'm going to smack it down with my fly swatter to kind of get rid of them, right? And it may take a couple times to get that fly. Yeah. I don't know about you in real life. I'm like, that sucker, where'd it go? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going everywhere. But the, the point is, you have that tool, the fly swatter, to swat down that negative thought. We're all given that tool. So Agreed. use your fly swatter. And swat down those yeah. negative thoughts. And that's what I try to do when I do have negative thoughts. Is because sometimes as humans, it's, it's easier for us to visualize something like that. Yeah. Agreed. You know, it's funny because... I can remember times early on in my marriage when my husband and I would get into a disagreement or an argument of some sort and walking away from that, what I would fill my mind with were songs that had lyrics like, 
everything you own in a box to the left <laughs> or I'm going to take this ring off. And what happens is because I fed my mind with that after an argument, the next time I have an argument with my husband, I found myself actually speaking those things, mm. like all sassy with attitude, like, oh, I don't need you. Uh, oh, you can get your stuff and get out. Mm. Um, he's not getting his stuff. And no, he's probably, he's probably looking at you like you cuckoo. <laughs> right. But it was because that's what I chose to fill my mind with. Mm. And in turn, eventually it came out in my speech. Yeah. Right? And, and then it probably didn't affect him really well. I mean, like, he was probably affected negatively because of that speech. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, in times like that, what we need to do is fill our minds with the word of God or fill our minds with um, something positive, like positive music. Yeah. And no pun intended to Beyonce, you know, we aren't going to take our rings off and we love your music. We love your jam. It's like there's a, there's a time and a place for that, right? Right. And listening to it after I have an argument with my husband is not, not the, the time. time and place. <laughs> no. Um, I guess the cool thing about all of this though, right, is what we said in the beginning, that God has basically given us the power to declare a thing with our speech. So when we understand that powerful ability that he's given us and change our behavior towards what we're speaking and what we're saying mm -hmm. and what we're allowing to creep into our minds, then we have every every opportunity to chart our own court and mm -hmm. our own destiny directly through our speech. I, I have a, a great example of that that currently happened in my life and from seeing that happen, it increased my faith. Yeah. Uh, uh, you were a part of this whole thing. But long story short, I have a congenital heart defect and yeah. I got pretty sick uh, about a year and a half ago. So sick that they were having the conversations of a double transplant, heart and liver. Liver, because my liver's damaged from all the procedures I've had. Yeah. I So here I was, you know, uh, in this negative emotions, had all these flies around, I couldn't swap them. And, you know, what I've decided to do recently is to, you know, read the Bible more, have the music on, you know, speak life in myself saying this is not going to define me, right? God's yes. bigger than this. Yeah. And so because of my, um, you know, downward spiral, my health, I have to see a heart failure doctor and do a yearly test to see my functions of my heart. Right. Um, so I had that recently. And prior to all that, I've been speaking life in myself. Yes, girl. Yeah, even so much I had a dream the night before that I crushed that test. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am, we, we, you and I go to the hospital together, and I'm about to, you know, take this test, and I'm telling the nurse, I had a dream about this last night. I've been speaking to myself. <laughs> I'm she's gonna, looking at you like you're insane. Yeah, yeah. She's like, okay, you cuckoo. Cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. <laughs> um, so you have to do a breathing test first. And I knocked it out of the park. Yes. I asked her, I was like, how does that happen? How does it increase that much my capacity? She's like, oh, with surgery. I was like, I didn't have surgery recently. So wait, she's saying that a test that good normally happens when someone yeah. like has a surgery. Yeah, like some medical something they did to make but it better. But yeah, yours happened through your speech and, and through, through God. declarations. Yes, through yes. declarations. And I was so feeling real good about myself <laughs> at that point. And then she puts all the stickies on me and I go on the treadmill because that's how they gauge your heart function. They, you know, increase the incline and then they go um, faster and faster and so whatnot. She said I did fantastic. 
You know what? I remember your doctor saying that you were basically her best heart failure patient at that time after you aced those tests. Yeah, yeah, because once she got the records and you and I had a meeting with the heart failure doctor, that's the first thing she said. She didn't even, like, do her normal, like, hey, how are you, da-da-da-da. She's like, you crush your Yes! <laughs> so I cry, you cry, and that literally is the only reason it happened is because those decorations, because of believing in Jesus and speaking those words of life to myself that I can do this, I can conquer this, I'm more than my sickness, and I done way better than I thought I ever would on that test. Girl, that is powerful. <laughs> I get blown away and I'm just like, OMG, is this real life? <laughs> yeah, every time I think about it, it just amazes me at how powerful speech can be. Yeah, absolutely. I guess my biggest takeaway from this is that I don't always remember just how powerful God has created us to be. Wow. Like in moments when it matters the most, I don't remember that in that moment I have the ability to speak life or speak mm. death. So my prayer is that God would just make me aware. Mm. Make me aware of the times that I need to be aware of what I'm saying. Make me aware of the thoughts that I have in my mind, the ones I need to fly swat out. <laughs> <laughs> make me aware of all of it because if I put these things into practice, I can see the fruit of them in my life. So I just want to be aware. Yeah. And my, my takeaway is uh, it's kind of going to be segue to what you said when I am aware to stop myself from negative speech. Because I've had moments where I'm thinking negatively. Let's say I'm having a conversation with my husband. I'm like, you know what, Lindsay? You should not say that right now. You should not <laughs> say that right now. And I say it anyways. I'm like, what the heck? Why did I do that? I'm like, God was telling me not to say yeah. those things. And I say it anyways. So you need strength. I need strength to just shut the front door. Just <laughs> shut my mouth and just like not speak negative speech. Because so, I, I know when I'm thinking, I just need to stop from speaking it. Yeah, agreed. We would love if you guys would share your takeaways yeah. with us in our online community. Absolutely, absolutely. You can follow us um, on Instagram at NTTN Podcast. Yep. That's all we have for today, guys. Until next time. Bye.